Thank you so much for tuning into the Chronic Illness Support Podcast. Today, our guest is Fred Diamond, who is the author of Love, Hope, Lyme, What Family Members, Partners, and Friends Who Love a Chronic Lyme Survivor Need to Know. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that about 476,000 Americans are diagnosed with Lyme every year. Thank you so much for joining me today, Fred. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Yep, my name is Fred Diamond. I'm based in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. For my day job, I run an organization for sales leaders. It's called the Institute for Excellence in Sales. And our mission is to help companies like uh, Salesforce and large companies attract, retain, motivate, and elevate top-tier sales talent. But the reason I'm on your show today is someone uh, in my life, someone who was close to me, um, suffered from chronic Lyme disease. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I made it my mission to learn more about the disease. I learned that a lot of chronic Lyme survivors, uh, one of the ways that they struggle is because family members, partners, and friends either don't believe that they have the disease or they, they can't support them. And a lot of these survivors are on their own and uh, it caused them a lot of pain and, and a lot of strife. And I decided to write a book, a book like Love, Hope, Lyme, what family members, partners, and friends who love a chronic Lyme survivor had not been written before. So uh, I believed it was my mission to, to write the book. That's awesome. Congratulations on all of that. What is Lyme disease? Yeah, Lyme disease is a tick-borne illness. Basically what happens is a tick will, will bite a human. It'll come off of a mammal, typically a deer, maybe a mouse, and it'll transport the bacteria onto the human. It'll bite the human and then transport the bacteria uh, onto the human. If it's detected quickly within, let's say, a week or two, and maybe you see what's called a bullseye rash, or you have some symptoms like fatigue or joint pain or something, uh, and you go to it, your doctor or an emergency room, and if they are knowledgeable on what Lyme might be, if they treat you with antibiotics pretty quickly, you should be in good shape. I've heard estimates that 70% of the people who are bitten and are treated quick enough will really have no problems with the Lyme disease. Uh, the problem comes where it's not diagnosed properly or somebody was bitten by a tick years or even decades ago, and uh, the doctors who they go to don't know what Lyme disease looked like or really didn't know what Lyme disease looked like, or they didn't believe that you even had Lyme disease. Uh, that's what's known as chronic Lyme disease, and there's just a whole multitude of, of symptoms. I list them in my book, Love, Hope, Lyme, What Family Members, Partners, and Friends who have a chronic Lyme survivor need to know. It's a, uh, when it gets into the chronic stage, it's debilitating. Like I said, it shows up as many different things. There's a potential uh, neurologic component to it as well. But uh, in summary, it's a tick-borne illness that's transported from other mammal life forms, typically a deer or uh, a mouse into a human. That's good information to know. What made you decide to become an advocate? Yeah, great question, Samantha. Uh, Here's why I decided to become an advocate. Uh, There was someone in my life who I cared deeply for who uh, was a chronic Lyme survivor. And um, about a year and a half ago, in the middle of 2021, I decided to really understand 
what uh, she was going through and what other people with chronic Lyme disease were going through. And there's a couple of things that I, that I began to notice. I bought a lot of books. I jumped up on Facebook groups. One of the common things that I had seen was that Lyme survivors on these Facebook groups were complaining that the people in their lives either didn't believe them or would leave them. Uh, you know, they weren't the same person who they were because of the disease. And this was causing a lot of stress and duress. And uh, I realized that I didn't know as much as I thought I did about what uh, someone in my life was going through. So I decided that uh, a book needed to be written that would address what Lyme survivors are going through on a daily basis for people who didn't have the disease so that they could be of better support, more empathetic and of more help to their loved ones who were struggling with something that they didn't ask for. Uh, you know, just because a tick decided to bite, to bite them, they were going through a very, very difficult and challenging experience that they didn't know the answers to, that they were trying to find reasons to understand why were they bitten and why did this disease take away a lot of the things that, uh, that they were hoping to do in their lives. And people were leaving. People just couldn't, uh, the spouses and family members and friends, they, they didn't understand it. They couldn't understand what their loved one was going through. So I decided to, to write the book. It's been really well received. Uh, so many people have reached out to me and have said, uh, thank you so much for uh, understanding that this book needs to be written and that uh, people in our lives need to understand more of what we go through. Yeah, it can be really helpful for loved ones to research illnesses and show that they care about the person and support them. What is your book, Love, Hope, Lime, about? Yeah, thank you. When I decided to write the book, actually what happened was I wrote a blog post for LymeDisease.org, which is one of the central locations for Lyme information and research and, and, and patient research. And I discovered them about a year and a half ago in the middle of 2021. And as I started to do my work, I realized that I had all this information and a lot of Lyme uh, survivors, their family members and friends, again, didn't understand. So I reached out to LymeDisease.org. I said, I would like to write a short blog article on uh, what your loved one is going through. And they very kindly agreed to let me write something. And they had never posted anything like it before. And they got hundreds of requests and comments and insights. And people were just, you know, uh, very excited to see the article. And people started reaching out to me on Facebook and they began to ask, you know, what do you need to know? What do you want to learn? And I kept learning and learning and learning and LymeDisease.org posted the article a couple other times because it was a, a common uh, challenge that people were dealing with. So a couple of people reached out and said, you know, why don't you consider expanding this into a book? And there were basically three types of books on Lyme disease in the market. There were thick books written by doctors, how to cure yourself, you know, two, three, 400 page books. And some of them were, were quite fascinating, uh, but they were very in depth and they were very hard to grasp for somebody who didn't have the disease, who wasn't quite sure what they were looking for. There were other books. Uh, I call them my battle with the tick type books where people talked about their recovery and their path to recovery. And then there were a whole bunch of, uh, tertiary books, mindfulness and Lyme, herbals and Lyme, um, 
meditation and Lyme, keto diet and Lyme, but there was not a book written for family members and friends. So I decided to write a book that could be read in an hour or 90 minutes that will give somebody who wanted to just really understand what their loved one was going through enough information. I kept it uh, high level enough so that it, it, it was enough, it was deep enough to be valid, but I didn't go too deep that we would lose people. Uh, Cause again, most of my, my assumption was that the people I wanted to read the book were people who hadn't done any research to this point, who loved the person, but couldn't quite understand what they were going through. And I read, I wrote it to be read in, like I said, 60 minutes to an hour, uh, 60 minutes to 90 minutes and uh, easily understandable. I had it edited by multiple people from the Lime world and from uh, or my friends. And uh, I was very proud of, of what's happened. We're up to about 50 reviews on Amazon right now. And people continue to reach out to me uh, asking me for more information that uh, I had gleaned. Yeah, that's awesome. What other information would you like to discuss about Lyme? Great question. I think I think the key thing is, you know, this is a disease that no one in their right mind would choose to have. It's it's ruined relationships. It's uh, ruined careers. You know, I've met people who have been bedridden for months and unfortunately, some cases, years at a time. And it'll come out of the blue. You might be doing great for a couple of weeks, months, maybe even years and then something happens, some type of stressor will happen. And again, a lot of this happened during the last two and a half years. And out of the blue, something will happen. Maybe something triggers a response that you didn't see coming. So my advice to people who love a Lyme survivor, a chronic Lyme survivor, is to be empathetic, first of all. Uh, you know, the, the Lyme survivors aren't looking to be treated like puppy dogs, as I say in the book. But they want you to know what they're going through. They want you to understand that there are going to be days when they may not be able to uh, to do normal things, when maybe they need to take a couple of days off. Uh, you know, people have said to me the fatigue that you get from this disease uh, is so is so powerful. It's not like having like a rough day and you need a, a nap to rest it off. You know, you may need a couple of days to get your energy back. And uh, they're always looking for solutions. And again, I would say be empathetic, uh, listen carefully, do things. Uh, I've heard of a lot of people who have said, gee, I wish my spouse would understand that I just can't clean the house or I can't do the dishes or I can't clean the kitchen or, or even make dinner. Do those kinds of things. I have a chapter in the book where I talk about things that you should do. You know, if you're the, the husband and the father, you got to be the, the the house dad, do the homework with the kids, uh, go to the PTA, go to all the sporting events, uh, do the things that might not be able to be done by your loved one. But at the, at the core, I would just say, just be empathetic, understand what they're going through. It's something they haven't chosen. And it's a disease that, that nobody would choose in their right mind. Yeah, that's really important. Are there other illnesses that can accompany Lyme that you would like to discuss? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and that's that's something I mentioned uh, in one of the previous questions. Uh, people don't realize this, and I didn't know this. Uh, Lyme is a tick-borne illness, typically, like I said, and a tick can transport what's called co-infections beyond Lyme disease. And each one of these 
Bartonella is an example, Babesius is an example, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Uh, each one comes with its own set of symptoms. And I would see people on the, the various Facebook groups supporting each other. Somebody would say, I have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom. What do you think it is? And then people would chime in, Bartonella, Bartonella, Bartonella. And then someone would ask, hey, I have this symptom uh, or I have this type of uh, rash or this type of um, uh, skin discolorment if, or disformation, if you will, deformation. And they would say, what does this look like? And people say, that's definitely Bartonella or that's definitely Babesius. So the tick, unfortunately, transports not just Lyme, but like I mentioned, in some cases, dozens of other uh, co-infections. And to be honest with you, before I started doing all the research, I didn't even know that. I just thought it was Lyme disease. Now I know there's multiple uh, comorbidities that people can be uh, housing. Uh, and they're trying to battle each one individually. Each one needs to be treated separately and independently. A lot of people that uh, I've met have said, okay, I just battled Bartonella. And now I'm moving on to some of the symptoms of Lyme. It, it truly is uh, insidious. You know, I have this quote in the book from the Dalai Lama who says, I love everything in this world except for a tick. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. What piece of advice do you want to give listeners? You know, I, I, I knew one person with Lyme disease and other people had mentioned, oh, I know a sister's cousin or my my uh, mother-in-law's niece has Lyme disease and random connections like that. Now I have people coming out of the woodwork uh, telling me that they know somebody or they work with somebody or they work with somebody whose daughter has Lyme disease. So again, like I mentioned before, my main bit of advice is learn as much as you need to learn. I wrote the book again. Um, it's not it's detailed enough so that you understand. It's not a treatment book. Uh, I tell people I'm not a doctor. I'm a history major with an MBA who just wanted to learn more about what somebody who I cared for was going through. Be empathetic. Uh, understand that, you know, again, when someone that you work with is going through a, a real battle, you know, we see a lot of these memes, Samantha, out there. Uh, be kind because you only know a very, very tiny fraction of what somebody is going through. I'll tell you right now, if you know somebody who's going through Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease particularly, uh, of which affects millions of people, there's probably millions of people that have Lyme disease, uh, chronic Lyme disease, and it's very, very difficult to, to cure. It's almost impossible to remove. Understand that they are going through a very difficult challenge. They it's a struggle to be social. It's a struggle to sometimes get out of bed, let alone work or be at family functions or even exercise or even in some cases, um, you know, take care of yourself from a hygienic perspective. Just have that degree of empathy and understand that uh, there's a lot more behind the surface that you may not see. Yeah, that's great advice. How can someone show support? Yeah, when, when people read my book, Love, Hope, Lyme, uh, they understand more what people are going through. I've had people who've like hundreds of people who've reached out and said, you know, I heard of Lyme disease, but I didn't know much about it. Or like I said, my, my sister's cousin, I heard, has it. And uh, it's an epidemic. It really is an epidemic. And we're coming out of a pandemic, as you know. But it truly is at epidemic levels. There are some estimates that 15% of the planet has some form of, of Lyme disease. You know, the tick is minuscule. Most people don't even remember 
getting bitten. It's not like a mosquito where you feel it and you, you know, you have the, the bruise and the bumps and all those types of things. And it's definitely not like a spider. A tick is so minuscule and it, it digs into the skin. So you don't even really see it. Um, so just, uh, be aware of, of what people might be going through. If you understand someone has Lyme, you know, be kind, uh, ask what you can do for them. Ask if there's any help. I also recommend people. There's tons of small charities out there, foundations that were created because, uh, there aren't, uh, there weren't too many, uh, large ones like, you know, the big ones like the Red Cross and United Way and America Cancer Association and, and Leukemia Society. So if you find out about a small uh, Lyme foundation, you know, give 15, 20 bucks. It'll help somebody get medicine. It'll help somebody get a prescription filled. So be sensitive to some of the things that they might be going through. Those are great ways of showing support. How can listeners connect with you? Yeah, thanks. So first of all, they can buy my book, Love Hope Lime. It is available on Amazon. And I've made the book, the e-version of the book, free for Lyme survivors. So if you're a chronic Lyme survivor, the book is free. Just uh, reach out to me via Facebook is the easiest way. Fred Diamond. I'm on Facebook. I'm you know, usually on it multiple times throughout the day. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Just search for me, Fred Diamond or uh, yeah, Fred Diamond on, at, at LinkedIn or Fred Diamond on Facebook. Uh, I do have a, a website, freddiamond.com, which talks about some of the things. Uh, reach out to me. I would love to hear your story. I also do a podcast called the Sales Game Changers Podcast. I typically interview VPs of sales uh, from large companies like Salesforce and Microsoft and Oracle. But I also do a show where if you're a sales professional and you've survived from Lyme, I've done over a dozen shows now to give people hope that you can have a career, you can work. It's not going to be easy, but there are people who have had successful careers doing that. And uh, go to Amazon, buy the book. It's up on Amazon. Uh, if you want an autographed copy, reach out to me via Facebook and we'll get that to you as well. I'll be sure to include all of that information in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on the Chronic Illness Support Podcast to talk about Lyme disease, to provide education and awareness. I enjoyed having you, Fred. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, it's, it's first of all, I want to commend you on the work that you're doing with this particular podcast. Uh, you know, when I decided to learn more about what this person in my life was going through, uh, I, I didn't understand hardly anything. And the education that I've been given by so many wonderful people uh, leading up to the publication of the book, people like you, people who are out there uh, helping other people. There's so many people who are so uh, gracious and wanting to to pay it forward and to provide guidance and, and advice. Uh, chronic illness isn't easy. You know, there's an expression that I used to hear all the time that I truly understand now. And it's when you have your health, you could do a million things. And when you don't have your health, all you think about is one thing. Um, that's so true. I'm blessed to have my health. And I'm so fortunate to have met so many amazing people like you who are out there helping other people get answers, uh, be connected to people who really do care and providing uh, an opportunity for them to learn. So I want to applaud you and uh, I want to thank you again for this opportunity. If you found listening to the Chronic Illness Support Podcast helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review. 
Thank you so much for listening.